We're all on the Spartans bus. <laughs> we're not. We're not one bit happy. That's fifty of us on this bus, and we're not one bit happy. For immediate reaction from around the grounds, catch League of Ireland late night every Friday, 10 p.m. on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off the Ball. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. You're watching OTBM on this Friday morning, Owen and myself, and we're delighted to say that we're joined in the studio now by the uh, now former Meads manager, Andy McEntee. Good morning to you, Andy. Morning, lads. Yeah. Still feel a bit weird, the former Meads manager. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard it, really, you know. Uh, I've read it often enough, but mm. that's the first time I've heard it. So, yeah, ah, yeah look at it. I mean, it is what it is. You get attached to the role, obviously, over six years and the intensity of it almost. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you you get yeah, look at. I mean, the the title itself it doesn't doesn't mean a whole pile. But I mean, it's it's uh, you know it it uh, it takes over your life, I suppose, for for six years and before you know it, six years are over. So I mean, it seems like a relatively short time, but but it's been uh, it's been eventful enough, I'm sure. What were the main emotions during the week when you since you've announced it? Ah, I mean, you know, to be perfectly honest, I think you know this was this was my second term. It was the third third year of of my second term, so it was it was a natural ending, really. I think, I think most uh, most managerial stints have a have a natural ending, and it probably was it was it was it was coming to that, really. Did you kind of know that this year, or did you think if we could put a bit of a run together here, we could reinvigorate this thing, or had you it in your head that it probably would be the last year anyway? I didn't, you know, I hadn't put much thought into it. I mean, I think, I think the, probably the episode before Christmas, you know, probably made that a little bit evident mm. that, that that this was going to be uh, probably the last. And I think that that had an impact. Unfortunately, I think that had an impact probably on everybody, mm. including the players. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think it, it came out of the blue, really. You know, we weren't, you know, we were due to have another year there. It didn't. Uh, we weren't expecting it. I don't think the players expected it. I think it undermined a little bit of confidence in 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 the players themselves and in the players' confidence in us. And it, it just it just didn't help. It didn't help. It, it, it feels like a bit of a time since that actually happened. Like so, from your own perspective, like what happened. Well, there was there was a, I suppose there was a, a small group of of uh, people within the Mead County Board who felt uh, it was it was time for change, and uh, unfortunately, I think you know uh, they went about it the wrong way. I think a lot of people maybe I'm not sure sure what their agenda was or what their you know their best intentions were. And unfortunately, I you know I don't feel uh, it was in the best interest of Mead football. But you look at you know that's. I don't, I don't want to really dwell too much on it, apart from the fact to say that it certainly didn't help the situation. 2021 was that like um, weird COVID-dictated league. Obviously, everything was sort of out of kilter, wasn't it, in terms of the usual expectations of what you might have of a typical season. But just to refresh people, so the, the, the Division 2 North, uh, you'd wins over Westmeath and down, you'd go on to lose to Mayo, and then by a goal to Kildare in the semis. And Leinster goes all right, like pretty good. Good win over Longford, lose by 1-3 to Dublin. Absolutely no shame in that. That's plenty of teams um, would would bite your hand off for that. And that the fight back, particularly in the second half. That, I'm just trying to create the context in the in the lead into all of that, just to remind people where where that was at. Uh, and also, by the way, like maybe as good a test as Dublin had had in the previous ten years. Um, and that was it because of the reduced format. That was that was the end of the year. There was no more uh, backdoor aspect to it. And that was July the 18th. What happened then between that and? 
The fir- was it the first week of October when the county board stuff came out? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, nothing that I was aware of. I mean, I got. I remember I got a phone call from a brother of mine to just to ask me did did was I actually ratified, and I, I was under the assumption that I had been, mm. and. Uh, I spoke. I spoke to someone at the county board, and they said, "Well, you know, it's it's happening this this week. Uh, it's only a matter of uh, it's only a matter of of, of form." And uh, there was something going on in the background, obviously. And uh, uh, you know, the county board. I think a lot of the guys there were caught unaware. So, you were were you two years into a three uh, your second three year term? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And typically. That's what would happen. You'd get to the end of the year. They'd say, "We just have to have this meeting. We'll ratify it there, and then on we go." You have your review. You have your annual review. I had that. Mm. You know, we, we spoke. I mean, as soon as far as I was concerned, that was that was done deal. Let's let's get ready for for. And we were in the middle of preparing. You know, for uh, for the year ahead. Had they had carried out a review into twenty twenty one? Was that an exceptional review, or was that just the usual? Yeah, it was it was standard enough. You know, we would have had a review every year. So I mean, standard enough. What does that involve? Is it like do you sit down with them? Like do do you sit down with them and set? I'm not I'm not familiar with the GA management piece. Obviously, when you're football man, soccer manager or rugby, they obviously sit down. They go right here are the targets for the year, and we either meet them or we don't, and we decide where we go. Is it the same sort of thing, or how do you? Yeah, look at I mean, standard enough. You sit down. You know where, where you know where where do you feel you know we could be doing better. You mm. know how how did you know we go through various aspects of, of of management. You know how 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 did that go for you? How can we improve things? What are your targets for next year? Uh, where did we fall down last year? Usual. Are they are they they're not, are, are they setting out like here's the expectation here's what success looks like this this year or is it as detailed as that from their no, side? No, not 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 necessarily. No, yeah. Yeah, but I mean it, it was very clear. Everybody had 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 their targets. We we've had our targets all along, and that was you know to be as competitive as possible, and you know hopefully uh, come out of Leinster, and that's that's been that's been our target from the world go. So that hadn't changed. Did you get a sense during that review that? that there was kind of choppy waters coming in a few months' time? No, absolutely not, no, no. Like um, almost reassurance by the sounds of things that... Well, I mean, it's certainly, you know, it, it, we went through that and I had spoken with, with the German on numerous occasions mm. and uh, the first I had heard of it was that phone call that I got and uh, the first he had heard of it was uh, the phone call I made to him. So uh, it there was, yeah... Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't. Is this this is probably going on long enough now? That no, yeah. Look, look, we we can absolutely move on, and there's yeah. loads of stuff to talk about. I just, I yeah. do think that like it does speak to the uh, behaviours of a lot of county boards. I don't think Meath is necessarily that unique in that way. And like, there's a bigger question about how well served county teams are by sports, the the administration of the of the county team. And I suppose that's probably the reason that it's interesting to us to. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I mean, look, I, I would have to say that look, you know, I've been very well supported by by the number of of, of county chairmen that I've worked under. Yeah. You know, from Conor Tommy to Peter O'Halloran, John Kavanagh. I think they were, you know, they were caught on a little bit unawares, and I'd be suspicious of some of the the motives behind some of the people. I mean, that's that's you know that 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 brought this about. I mean, I. Do, I definitely wouldn't feel that it was in the best interests of of Meath football, and the clubs didn't feel that obviously either. No, no, and and you know that was you know the clubs were, you know, pretty much it was a pretty you know, you know pretty 
good uh, vote of confidence from the clubs. Did you come close to just saying, I'm out? Very close. At that time? Very close, yeah. And we would have, you know, we, we as, as a management team and as a backroom team, we got together. And I suppose one of the one of the key issues at the time was the timing of all of this. Yeah, it, it, late uh, in the year. It was late in the year. Uh, had we decided to to uh, say, okay, well, you know, we haven't got the the backing of the county board. It, it's time for us to move on. It would have left the players in a in a pretty poor position, mm. and that was that was a big enough, uh, I suppose, factor in in in, a, in us deciding to stay on. What's interesting around that, and I guess this kind of goes for for all these sorts of stories, is that there's almost a vacuum of information sometimes, and I'd imagine that in that vacuum comes all sorts of talk here and there, and this prevails all the way through this year, where I guess conversations are happening around your own position in the public, online, all that sort of stuff. Did you ever feel those external conversations happening, or, or feel like that there was a cloud over the whole thing coming into this year? Then I think that probably was. Yeah, I think that was. You know, that that had a big influence on on a lot of the talk around a lot of the narrative around it. It, it didn't. It certainly didn't help. And as I say, you know, our only concern really was the players, mm. uh, and. Players being human, uh, they would have got a, a sniff that this is probably, you know, my last year, and that changes things. You know, Does you, it, yeah. you, you see it, in, yeah, and I, they don't mean. I don't think players mean anything by it. I, I think it's just human nature. You, you see it in other sports when when they know a manager is moving on, things change, and uh, it's it's hard, it's hard to get over that. And you know, as a management team, I'd have to say we weren't able to manage that properly to to kind of get everyone to ignore the, the narrative that was going on around. Would you change anything if you had your time back knowing what you now know? Oh, look at I mean, if my aunt had, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if, if that whole episode had happened earlier, I'd say our decision might have been different to, to, to stay with it. Uh, As you in know. you would have gone... That, uh, it's a possi- I'd yeah. say that's a possibility. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you ju- when you're talking about the group, and we will move on. There's other stuff to talk about, but <laughs> it is look, and it is interesting to us. But the when you talk about the group and how hard it is to get them, you know, like the Ralph Ragnick stuff, obviously has been on Man United over the last one. There's plenty of other examples. Yeah. Is it hard? Do you just address that openly and go, listen, we all know where we are. We're going to give it a push for the year, and on we go. Or is it is it almost counterproductive to address it in that way? Because at that point, you're like. They are absolutely going to check out if they know for sure that this is the last year. How do you how do you tackle that? Yeah, look at I mean, we're, yeah, these guys have been a great group to work with. Really, yeah. they have uh, very open. We've been very open about everything everything that's going on. So nobody was hiding behind anything here. Uh, we all knew, and I'm not. I'm not saying this. You know, the truth of the matter is, we didn't come up with the performances this year. And I'm not saying that's the only reason. I say it was a factor. Mm. There was a number of other factors really involved. Uh, and uh, we didn't. We certainly, you know, everybody was aware. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Do you go into the dressing room after the Clare game, or how do you? I think it was was it Monday you, you announced that you were leaving. Do you go into the dressing room afterwards and tell them, listen, it's been great, and I'm out of here, or how did you? Uh, how did you tackle that one? Well, they. they uh, I didn't. I didn't want. To. It was. It was an emotional enough dressing room. To be perfectly honest, afterwards. You know, I've, I've I've battled. I've but you know, there's a good few guys in there that I was with in the minor scene since uh, since 2012. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's you get you get very close to a lot of these guys. It 
uh, it wasn't. I didn't think it was the place to to uh, to say it. Mm. Uh, I, I I said nothing. We went back to the hotel, and I suppose, unfortunately, you know, there was there was a few people around that I didn't really want to be talking in front of the, to the group in front of. So I left it. Then I, I mentioned it to, to the guys on the bus on the way home. Yeah. You, anybody you speak to about your um, tenure there was much more about just it wasn't just about managing uh, a Gaelic football team that you were much more invested in the player the individual the progress off the pitch as much as anything else almost is that fair enough? Yeah I think that's fair I think we've we, we've tried to uh, look after the players as much as we possibly can and you know it's great to see guys progressing as 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 people and as as men as opposed to just footballers so and i think i think we've done a pretty good job on that i mean one of one of the things that i'd be happiest with really are the, are the people that i've surrounded the team with you know from you know from a medical team to a training staff to mind coaches stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, professional coaches uh Football coaches, you know, Colm Nally, uh, all the guys that the selectors that have worked with me, I've been, I'd be, I'd be very happy with my choice of uh, of, of the team around the team. Has it surprised you? Did it surprise you the level of work that had to go into it? Not really. No, no. I mean, it, it, yeah, it is. You know, I, I, truth the matter is, I, I think the uh, <laughs> the nature of the beast you're talking about here. I mean, I, I just. It, it's all encompassing. It takes it takes over. I mean, there's somebody asked me, would, would you go through a day without without thinking about football? I said, definitely not. Would you go through an hour? I don't think so. Right. If you upset, like, is, is that about? That's about every part of it, is it? It's not just about how do we get the tactics right. It's like, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much. There's so much involved. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, guys are trying to juggle an awful lot of things: college, work, relationships. Mm. You know, you, there, there's an awful lot of things that you're you're, you're trying to deal with. Are you a tactician or are you a man manager? Uh, I'd like to think a little bit of both, but I suppose I mean I, I would think uh, my relationship with players is probably the uh, I would like to think yeah. they might say different. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that look like? Is it giving them a buzz in the middle of the week to see how they're getting on? Is it catching them after training, or, or how close would you be to those players? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of all of that, really. Yeah. You know, and it, it's meeting fellas for. Meeting fellas for coffee every now and again, a lot of phone calls, uh, a lot of one-on-ones, uh, smaller groups. Uh, you know, trying to help fellas with, trying to help fellas with, with college life, with with uh, with interviews, with you know bits and pieces. So, at what point did you feel that the group was in the palm of your hand the most? Would it be fair to say like the summer of 2019 or maybe 2020? I guess maybe that last Super Eight summer when when Meath were in it. Is that when things were going best for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think qualifying for the Super Eights was was great. The the that league before when we when we went from Division Two up to Division One, there was some there were some really good performances. Uh, not that we didn't win them all. Uh, we 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 lost a very close one to Donegal up in Ballybuffet at the start of the year uh, on a, a very frosty night, and we conceded a late goal to lose by a point. I think it was. Uh, and then we kind of responded really well. We had we had a great win against Kildare and Navan, a, a last minute penalty. Barry Dara scored a last minute penalty, and that's when when it really started to to build. I think really. Uh, and that that building that progress. How hard is it? I guess given 
the geography of Meath and like being blunt about it given the fact that yourselves in Kildare regardless of how much progress you guys make during the league beating Dublin or coming up against Dublin is something that you guys will have to do pretty much every year if you want to be one of the best teams in Leinster and how much of a possibility is that game there to, to give you just a bit of a, a knockback every single year? Yeah, look, I mean, you're coming up against, you know, what was what was the best team in, in, in the history of the GAA or the most successful team in, in, in football history. So coming up against that every year is 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 a setback. And I suppose the last two years, you know, when you get beaten and there's nothing else after that, it means you're away from the lads for another six months or five months or whatever it is. Uh, and that's that's a challenge, you know, when you when you're trying to close a gap on someone like Dublin who are going longer together every year, consistently every year, it it uh, it's a it's a big challenge. And it feels as if the challenge almost gets greater year after year. The more games they win, the harder it is for you to knock them off their perch. Was that the feeling this year that maybe we're as far away as we've ever been from Dublin? Yeah, this year was 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 disappointing, but I, I suppose you know the, the the form line going into it was was suggesting we didn't really play well this year, apart from apart from we had a good performance against Cork in the league, uh, we had a good performance against Derry in the league, uh, and outside of that we've got a few results, but we we kind of scraped through a little bit. Uh, Wicklow was okay, but but probably only okay. So going into the Dublin game. Uh, I suppose the, the narrative going around was that Dublin were on the slide and stuff like that, which I, I never really bought on in the first place. But uh, ultimately, we, you know, we didn't play well enough. We weren't good enough, and that was that was hard to get over. It, it's really easy for us to sit here and say that you know people need to believe that they can beat Dublin in order to believe, to beat Dublin. But as somebody who's actually managed against them and played them most years in your tenure, does that belief take a bit of a hit after a period of time? It, it, it does if if you have performances. I mean, you, you don't have to be off by much, you know, against Dublin. If if you have an off day, you're going to get punished and punished severely. Uh, like we had, a, we had a really good performance in the in in the league in Parnell Park against them, with with you know with a a, a lot of newcomers on the on, on the team and it and it gave everybody a huge boost to performance. But then we turn around in the in the championship and it's a different. You know, playing in Croke Park is 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 just a different. Mm. It's a different experience. It's a different game. The pace of the game is is totally different. So, uh, when you come up against them and as if you're not fully at it, uh, you're going to get punished very badly. You were with the the Longford manager on last week, and he was talking about. Um, the order of preference of competitions, he was like, the league is number one, Talton Cup for them after that. It's almost felt like he was saying sort of the O'Byrne Cup was nearly ahead of the Leinster Championship in terms of relevance for them because Leinster was just uh, um, not a factor for them. You're at a different level to Longford, but what's your thoughts on that same point? Is Leinster fit for purpose? Should we scrap all of that and start afresh? What do you think? Uh, well, I don't think it's just Leinster's not fit for no. purpose. I don't think I think the provincial system is broken. Uh, I mean, you look at the amount of games that that uh, even just purely the amount of games that's played in Leinster and uh, uh, Ulster compare that to Connacht and and and, uh, and Munster, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. You know, it, it, you know, if you if you brought an outsider in and you said, well, there's 32 counties, all right, you know, London, New York, you include them, but. Uh, 32 counties and and there's four groups and there's you know there's five and one and there's 11 and the other and 
the win, you know, the reward for winning one is the same as the reward for winning the other. It just doesn't make sense. Mm. Uh, there's, there's, I've always been of the opinion there's, there's a natural enough. Uh, system there you take divisions one and two and you make groups of that everybody gets their get their games and you have a senior and you have an intermediate uh. and everybody just signs up to that did you um, sat down to I presume you sat down as a group at the start of the year and said this is our targets for the year and I mean the management and the players specifically oh yeah I mean we'd, we'd, we'd have certain targets I mean and, and the targets have always been you know would win and Leinster be one sure yeah it was yeah yeah and 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 discussed as a because like you said yourself, Dublin probably the greatest team of all time. Yeah. You know, in the in the middle of that, when you're sitting down having that conversation, you're it's a genuine we want to win Leinster. That's was it number one target? Was it? Yeah, well, the, the first number of years, uh, the first thing, the thing that we really concentrated on was getting into Division One. Right. Uh, and uh, then you know you take it from there. But I think the last last two years. We we would I think it's fair to say that we would have said okay Division Two is is fine you know right. I mean it, it's very competitive you get great games uh, we knew what it was like to be in Division One and unless you're again a bit like a bit like the Dublin thing unless you're right at it from the word go in Division One you know you you just get used to losing and we we had a year there where we had we had some great games but we, we ultimately we ultimately lost everyone bar one the the last one against Monaghan. Mm-hmm. Great occasions, uh, great competition, but we weren't strong enough to uh, to finish out games. Those last ten, fifteen minutes, strength and depth wasn't what other counties had, and uh, we ended up losing a lot of games in those last ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, so, being in the, my attitude certainly changed from being in Division One wasn't. Really, it wasn't all. You're, what you're better we off winning a few games in Division Two. Oh, I think so. Right. Yeah, because you know winning's a habit, but so is losing. Yeah. So, you know, even even the like exposure to the better teams and how that bring you on as a group. Ultimately, if you're getting beaten, then it's a bit of a waste of time. I wouldn't say it's a waste of time. I mean, you, you get your eyes open as to as to where you need to be at. Mm. But I mean, you get you get every bit as competitive games. You know, for us at the stage of development that we were at, you get every bit as competitive games in in Division Two. When did the abuse start? Shane has obviously been tweeting about it during the week, and it's even I see in the back page of the paper today. Meath hit out with abuse of McEntee and squad, and the county board had a statement out about it yesterday. Yeah, I look at I, I'm not I'm not a social media man. Uh, that's been there from 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 the off. Has it? It, it On has the social media side. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, likes of these people who get involved in social media are looking for a platform, are looking for a bit of airtime, and I suggest we don't waste airtime talking about it. One question I do want to ask: We just put Shane's tweet up. He said because M Fitzmaurice had written about it a few years ago about letters he used to get to the house. Well, did you get letters? Yeah, yeah. Like, what was the nature of them? Well, they weren't they weren't very nice, you know. They were, you know, and you know, the people that send letters don't even have the don't even have the balls to write their name to it. Anonymous. Yeah, always. Oh yeah, yeah. When was the first one that you got? Oh, I think it was probably in year one. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Would you stop opening them after a while, or are you? No, you get to know the writing. You get to know the handwriting. Same people, sort of. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What yeah. sort of stuff are they saying? Ah, I mean, you know, you know, uh, 
the first one started with, you know, Bally Bowden was a fluke. I don't know how you managed that. And and a lot of it referred to, you know, uh, you know Shane picking, picking mm. Shane being part of the team, which is totally unfair, you know. Uh, and it's a it's a way of a way of getting at me more than more than Shane, I'm sure. But uh, was it stuff that you needed to go to the guards about, or I don't think so. No, no. Again, as I say, you you look at you look at, uh, and I I don't I don't look at too many tweets or you know. Mm. Uh, you look at what's been written, how it's been written, and you kind of say, "Well, who's writing this?" And yeah. you know, how much how much weight are you going to put uh, in in somebody's opinion like that? And I suppose that's that's the thing that I never really get about about social media. I mean, you have you have people who are, are looking for a little bit of attention, and uh, probably never been asked for their opinion before, and all of a sudden they have a platform. Mm. So. Hence my reluctance, really, to give them that platform. I, I think maybe Emma um, Fitzmaurice as well would, would have made a point at the time that there was maybe abuse directed at a player as well at that point. It, it was only every you in that, in that meet setup who received letters, was it? There was there was nobody else in the setup or, or anybody else with a, with a Not concern. that I'm aware of. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. No. When you're recognising the handwriting, so you see it in the envelope, Are you? Is, did you get to a point where you're just like... Been or are you? Well, you certainly want to get to it before. Uh, want to get to it before my wife gets to it. Yeah. You know. You know, and that, and that. I mean, I can, I can deal with it like that. But when it starts impacting on 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 your family, it's it's kind of hard to take. Was it abusive or was it threatening or both? Uh, abusive more than threatening. Right. Yeah. It does have an impact on the family and on you, no matter how much you try to shut it out, doesn't it? When it's literally landing in your letterbox. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, ah, you know, you'd, I'd be genuinely more concerned about, you know, uh, Shane is, Shane is the guy's out there. Mm. He, he's the guy, uh, so, uh, more concerned about the people mm. around me than, you know, ultimately I've put them in this situation, you know. Mm. There's also kind of like a, a pressure on that as well, Andy, to kind of be the stoic figure, to be the manager, to be the fellow who almost says, I can brush this off. But I'd imagine as well, it's just, they're just not nice things to read. They're, they're, you, you don't want to be receiving them at the same time as much as you have to feel I'm the manager and I'm I'm kind of the the, the elder statesman of this dressing room almost with those young lads in the dressing room that I'd say you, you can kind of quickly brush that sort of stuff off without considering what it's actually doing to you and how you feel about it as well. Yeah, well, I think it's probably safest to brush it, brush it off if you stop and think about it too much. No, nobody yeah. likes to read, uh, you know, uh, abusive things being said about them. Uh, so, uh, one of the reasons I would have stopped, you know, looking at any sort of social media, I don't, I don't, I don't go on there, and, and it, uh, it's safer for me. <laughs> mm. You know, you're prote- I'm protecting myself as much as anything else there on that one. Yeah. Do you think that the expectations of uh, the public towards a team were in line with, with what they should be? Do you think they have realistic expectations to meet fans? Oh, well, I, 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 it's something, and I probably uh, I didn't I didn't mention it in my statement last week. The vast majority of meet fans are fantastic fans. Mm-hmm. We have some great supporters, and where I I talk about. Uh, you like this? We talk about getting letters, you know, abusive letters. There's a, there's a man called Harry Smith from he lives in Cullen, and I think he's lived there for the last me the man living in Cullen for the last fifty years, and I get a letter for him from him before every game and after every game, uh, talking about the game. Uh, I'm not too sure what age Harry is, but he's a good age. Yeah. But if we were playing down in the morning he'd have a report on Down's last match from the local <laughs> no paper way. he'd right. send it on to me 
Uh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. And you come down, oh, there's another letter from Harry. Yeah. Uh, another lady, Anne Farley, from uh, me, the woman living in Tullamore. She'd constantly send letters, you know. Yeah. yeah. A good, good support network there, despite the... Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, kids, you know, people bringing their kids along. Uh, genuine mead supporters. Mm. And your genuine mead supporter, I've always said it to the lads, will forgive anything provided you give a certain type of uh, performance and that's that's what they appreciate you'll miss that oh yeah 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 that's true i mean that that day that game i spoke about against against Kildare in 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 the league uh, in almost about 19 i think it was 2019 the coldest day i've ever been on a on a, on a pitch uh, the rain and sleet and snow was coming inside it was a gale force wind and the Mead people were just bananas at the end of it. Mm. So, yeah. Would you go back into an inter-county job? No. Never? It's done now? No. Who who else would I manage, like, mm. you know? And in terms of the kind of the life of an inter-county manager, uh, is, that, is, is that something that you're kind of like, God, thankfully that's over in one way and it doesn't really appeal to you again in the future? Ah no, look, I, w- I wouldn't say that. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's been a great experience. I got to work with some really, really good people, uh, really, really good players. I mean, some of the we've we've had we have some excellent players and a lot of really good player, young players coming through. So, uh, you know, it, it has been a good experience. I'll miss it. I mean, you you get you get hooked on the likes of this, so you, you will miss it. Mm. But. Uh, it's been, I suppose, I've, I've gone from from playing to <laughs> a decent age. I played up until I was 42 uh, uh, with, with the club in Dunboyne, a senior with the club in Dunboyne, and I went straight into into management from then. So that's been 16 years now. So I guess my wife probably deserves a break <laughs> at this stage. Oh, don't be careful what you ask. Well, I mean, you know, you look at Mickey Hart up the road and yeah, plenty of yeah, others. Yeah. You would, are you, are you, it's me or bust for you. Is that what you're saying? That you wouldn't have the same gra if you were in another county? Or oh, I couldn't. Uh, uh, well, I couldn't see it. No, you might go back into a, a club at some point or another. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, at, I mean, it's it's it's, early, it's very early. In fairness, yeah, it is early. Yeah, and I've I've, I've a few things that I need to I need to probably need to do a bit of work for a change. <laughs> the guys in Focus Capital would say he he could do with doing a bit of work. Probably you need that leeway and a holiday, of course, as well. I'm sure at some point. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a holiday. We're heading to uh, we're heading to uh, Portugal uh, end of August for for a friend's wedding. So we're going to make we're going to make uh, the most of that. Yeah, well, look, you've been really good with your time this morning. It was good to get that in. So I know sometimes it's not easy necessarily to talk about that thing, particularly when you've been in the middle of it, and you'd rather shut that chapter, I'm, I'm sure, and and uh, and move on. But I do think that it's important in the context, as I said, of sports administration on the one side and how we're served by it in this country and also in terms of the abuse. I'm sure there's plenty of managers up and down the country listening to what you've had to say this morning and taking something from it. So we appreciate that. No, you're very welcome. Yeah. Thanks a million for coming Thanks. in. Thanks for bringing me in, Les. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.